Hi, welcome to Bad Adaptations, where we review Bollywood adaptations of our favorite movies, books, and shows. Keep in mind that the B stands for Bollywood, and not every adaptation is bad, but unfortunately, most of them are. Um, so we're just uh, four friends uh, since high school living in the Indian diaspora chatting about some Bollywood movies because we love to do that and we love talking shit. Um, so I will uh, start us off with a quick uh, introduction for each of us. Uh, hi, my name is Varsha. Hey, my name is Alicia. I'm Ramya. And I'm Rohini. And I will be talking with these lovely ladies about... Um, Ladies vs. Ricky Ball. That is our second episode um, for our podcast. Uh, as always, keep in mind that these opinions are not sponsored or endorsed by anyone but ourselves. Let's get started. So, as I said, the episode is Ladies vs. Ricky Ball. Seeing that last episode was a bit more context heavy, we thought we'd play a little fast and loose and keep things light. So, <laughs> um, I guess Ladies vs. Ricky Ball, for those who don't know, is considered an adaptation to the famous 2016 um, romantic comedy movie, John Tucker Must Die, which, um, you know, I guess I can give a brief summary on it. It's so after this, and, and John Tucker Must Die, it's basically about um, these group of girls. And after discovering that they're dating the same guy, the wonderful Jesse Metcalf, um, Three popular students from three different cliques band together for revenge, and they enlist the help of the new girl in town, who is played by the lovely Brittany Snow, so they can go ahead and break John Tucker's heart. Yeah, so um, really interesting story. Rohini, what happened when you went on Wikipedia to find out if this was an official adaptation? So I remember going on Wikipedia and seeing it say that this was inspired by John Tucker Must Die, but then... You know, right after we started watching the movie, right before we started recording our podcast, I went back on Wikipedia. It's actually inspired by Jeffrey Archer's novel, Not a Penny More, Not a Penny Less. So we're not sure what happened there. <laughs> but I did some more researching into that. And so I found a bunch of news articles from Times of India. So half the news articles say that this is basically John Tucker Must Die. But then the other half, from the same publisher, Times of India, say that this is not, and it's its own movie, and it has no correlation whatsoever. So I don't know what to believe, but it's on the news, so we're going to believe that it is an adaptation. I will note that every YouTube video that I went on for Ladies vs. Ricky Ball did have some, some sort of comment about John Tucker Must Die, so I feel like the audience kind of made up our minds for us, and I'm just going to go with that as well. I personally think this shows the level of in-depth research our team does. I mean, we are on top of it, going through every news article, every online outlet, just to make sure we got all bases covered. I am so proud of us. So yeah, this uh, some people are saying our, it is a direct adaptation, some people are saying that it isn't. We're going to go ahead and classify it as a loose adaptation to John Tucker. Mainly because we already and... saw all the movies and did all the research, so it has to legally be an adaptation at this point. We already did it. Yeah, at this point, we've invested too much time, and for you listeners, you're going to hear our thoughts on it, so here we go. Um, yeah, so, yeah, let's get into it. Basically, um, Ladies vs. Ricky Ball, the director is Manish Sharma, who I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but he's directed some films such as Aja Nachle, Fana, and Ban Baja Bharat, which was the debut movie of our two uh, leading stars in this film, Anushka Sharma and Renver Singh. So uh, yeah, let's let's get to it. They open up with a shot of us meeting Dimple. Dimple Chadda, I believe is her last name. And she's a rich girl from Delhi, played by the lovely Parniti Chopra, who sneaks out to go and meet her boyfriend, Sunny, who is played by the enigmatic Ranjir Singh. And we get the first song of the movie and the subsequent uh, intro of <laughs> what's going on with these two. Do you guys have any comments when we've just like from their introduction alone? Because I have a lot of thoughts on I it. I feel like I just had expectations for the music in this film. Like, I'm just going to start with this song because honestly, I'm going to be real with you. None of the songs really made an impression on me. And okay, I don't want to sound like a boomer or whatever. I just think that Bollywood music pre like 2005 is my jam. I love it so much. I love, I don't know. And I, it's not that I don't like modern Indian Bollywood music. 
like Dil Dragda Do, another Anushka Sharma, Ranveer Singh movie, had really great songs. So it's not just that. I don't know. I wasn't impressed. But okay, I was because EDM is my favorite <laughs> genre of music. I will scream it to the depths of the earth. I love EDM so much. And yeah, the music wasn't great, but the beat was a bop and I was down for it. Like, this is what I listen to when I'm cleaning my house and I'm like, ladies. <laughs> As I'm like washing my floor. It's great. I appreciate your honesty on this so much, Rohini. Thank you for that comment. It's a good, it's a good soundtrack. I would say it's pretty catchy. I personally didn't enjoy the songs because um, the first song definitely was stuck in my head. And I definitely could not get it out of my head, no matter how I tried. So that was kind of frustrating for me. And it made me hate the songs even more. But I think it, they're not completely bad. At least they were catchy compared to like what we've heard before. So I'll put that out. There. I mean, as box office reports show, catchy works. And I mean, it was giving me some weird like... Romeo Juliet vibes when we first are introduced to this couple because it's like she's sneaking out to meet him and they like go off to party and it sort of seemed like it was going to go down a path of like families hating each other and forbidden love straight away as it usually does but lo and behold that does not happen. Did you get Romeo and Juliet vibes? I got literally every brown girl that grew up with immigrant parent vibes. I was like we're all sneaking out to meet, meet our friends, meet our partners or whatever. That was the vibe. And honestly, I couldn't personally relate, but I also related. You know, you feel? I think that makes sense. The fact that I didn't get those vibes <laughs> just shows how simple <laughs> and non-relatable that stuff was to me back at school. But that's fine. That's okay. I mean, that there were definitely strong vibes for, like, you know, sneaking out and stuff. But then when she comes, her parents are not that strict, <laughs> if you think about it. I can't wait to talk about exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. And that, that leads to what happens after that song. You know, she's passed out drunk, clearly can't make it home on her own. So Sunny takes her home and meets her family and just charms the parents, which I don't care how cool of a parent you are. If some stranger that you've never met brings your kid back, like completely ineb inebriated, even though, you know, they're like really forthcoming and honest and sweet. I mean, there's always gratefulness, but I would think there's a little bit of like guardedness, which I did not get at all from this like whole thing, at least. Yeah, I just life. didn't understand why she had to sneak out personally, unless it's just like almost like a ritual kind of like performative thing that she does for her parents. I don't know. It didn't really seem like they cared that much. And also, Dimple, how much did you drink? You are knocked out cold. Like he's he's like throwing her around like a rag dog, like a rag doll, and she's not waking up. Are you okay? Do you need to go to the hospital? One, he should have definitely taken yes. her to the hospital. And two, sometimes your parents just ask questions you don't <laughs> want to answer. And you're like, I don't know how many times we're gonna go over the same thing over and over again. So I'm just gonna say, hey, I'm gonna go hang out with Alicia, even though I'm gonna go to a bar with a couple of my friends, because they don't need to know. They'll ask too many questions. Who are you going with? When will you be back? What will you be drinking? Will you be drinking too much? Please don't drink too much. Make sure you have a good chaperone <laughs> with you. It's just too much happening. Unless, uh, like I say, hey, I'm going to Varsha's house. And then they'll be like, okay, cool. Have fun. <laughs> I'm glad I was the friend that's considered like the safe like option where you don't suspect any foul play or anything terrible happening. To be clear, I used Alicia as an excuse a lot when I was in high school. And when I came I'm going to be real college. with you. We were all the safe option in our friend circles. I'm just going to be real with you. Like, we're super boring. None of us did anything. So, listeners, if you haven't gleamed by now, our group was not the most adventurous <laughs> back in school. As you can tell, we don't have a lot of this, like, sneaking out to meet our partners or boyfriends or whatever. Like, we just didn't have any of that, um, unfortunately. So, we're not that interesting. We get to live That's vicariously okay. through Dimple, yeah. and that was really exciting. Exactly. We live vicariously through these characters. This is why we love Bollywood. This is why we love Bollywood. Um, okay. So, yeah, uh, I guess basically all's forgiven, and Sunny and Dimple go on a drive the next day. When they stop, and he just randomly starts vandalizing a house, um, which, you know, totally normal, of course, when your boyfriend just decides to lose it and 
start trashing a house. He uh, later tells her, though, it's for a good reason, because it was his family's, but the tenants won a civil, civil case that uh, led up to, I think his um, grandfather and dad, right, uh, took their life from this because it was such a huge shame. and It was such a terrible thing that happened to their family. And so, of course, he's filled with all this rage and he wants to get revenge. And you see the dark, tortured soul that is Sunny. I'd like to give a shout out to one, how quickly this escalated. It went from zero to 100 so fast. Like they were just like, oh, we're going to a club. Oh, Dimple drinks too much to bam, crime. Like he's just stoning this house, climbing a fence. And she's all like, your pain is my pain. I'm like, what the, what? We're like 10 minutes into the movie. I was not expecting that. People are complicated characters, of course, you know. I mean, I guess this just shows you how drastic personalities change. To be fair, his story was very, like, promising. Like, <laughs> honestly, I fell for it, too. I appreciate your honesty. Like, I was filled with tears. Like, this is what happened to you. Let's get that house back together. <laughs> like, for real. 100%. I was like, oh, poor what's-his-face. What's his name? Subtle. He has so many names. I forget which one he's using when. I don't know how yeah. he keeps track of it. But yeah, poor Sonny. But then when he's telling Dimple the story, he's doing like every iconic pose where he has like one <laughs> arm right against the wall that he's leaning against, staring directly outside a window, basically explaining his heart out. And she's like holding the back of his shoulder like, I'm here for you. And it's it's awful. What's the line? Your pain yeah. is my pain, or is it something poetic, right? That everyone has to resonate with, of course. Oh gosh, it's just a bit too much for me, but um, it's it's a lot. Um, yeah. So I guess that you know, instantly, Dimple, the the loving and 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 just devoted girlfriend, decides, you know, I'm going to convince my dad to help out Sunny because clearly we need to do something about this house. So. Her father, being the powerful, influential man that he is, sends some thugs to get rid of the people living there. And you know, it's not a Bollywood movie without thugs. Like, you gotta have thugs. At least half a dozen, in my experience, for it to be like a classic get off of this, or, you know, you can't, you're trespassing, or whatever. It's really not an Indian movie, unless you have, like, this big thug group coming with these very specific sticks like they always have those like weird sticks that they beat people up with and they're always like dishoom dishoom and they have these terrible sound effects and it's not really an Indian movie unless you have that and then there was one point in the movie where one of the goons kicked one of the people and he flew (laughs) into like a fence and so he just saw it shatter and I was like this is the kind of content I'm here for so yeah um after all of that action um we then see that Dimple's dad offers to Buy the house from Sunny for a two crore. We later find out that it's actually worth eight. And uh, her father, being the trustworthy person that he is, gives Sunny 20 lakhs up front with no paperwork, no contract, no, here's a proper business dealing procedure. We're just going to, on good faith, give you 20 lakhs. I do have to give credit to the execution of this entire scheme because how do you like go from casually passing by this house that to like creating a ruckus then going home creating a whole emotional story out of it and then it perfectly leads him to be able to get money at the end of the day like how would he know that he's definitely gonna get something out of here i had the same question about basically every single con that he pulls in this movie i just don't understand the logistics behind it but hey ramya remember he had that hand-drawn map from the original print, that was enough proof for Dimple and apparently also her father, which, bananas, <laughs> bananas. Like, do you know how easy it is to find the blueprints of a house online? It's not that hard. And to hand draw a map, like, I used to do this back in college. Remember, Varsha, at one point I sent you, like, a letter that I hand wrote and then we tried making it look old. So I, like, dyed it with tea and, like, put flames around it and stuff. You did. It was adorable. I was going to say that the way you were leading that into it was, like, I used to do it in college. I thought you meant, like, I used to con <laughs> in college and draw no, no. more maps to get people to sell me their homes. And I was going to say, like, I don't remember <laughs> this ever, like, being brought up in any of our conversations. But if it's that's the truth, I am so interested and invested to hear it. No, 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 no. No, I was just saying that, like, when I was writing you those letters that I was just trying to make old-fashioned, I researched on how to make 
this look mm -hmm. old and you need thick paper, you need this kind of thing, you need to do this, this, and this. And it's honestly like five minutes of Googling. It's not hard. Yeah, you want the extra mile and I appreciated it. it was FBI, so please don't harass us. Uh, you nobody committed any crimes, please. <laughs> yes, we're completely doing legal things. We have no- uh, Yep, no crime. You know, no, no involvement in it. No, no priors. Y'all sound shady, first of all. <laughs> she straight up thought Rohini committed oh, crimes so in college. I was like, oh my gosh, FBI, please, we're already brown. Please don't. Oh gosh, no, no, let's not. Yeah, we're, we're fine. We're all set. Um, so yeah, uh, of course, he takes the money and runs. Um, and the the family of the people that used to live there, the, the, the tenants, they come and arrest Impulse Father for trespassing and assault, as you do, because that's what you do when someone commits an illegal act towards you, you go to the authorities. Um, and and Dimple just realizes she's scammed in the worst possible way by going to the home and just seeing her, see, going to his bedroom, going to Sonny's room and seeing everything gone and, and nothing left. And she just slides against the wall and starts to sob. And all of us felt that pain. <laughs> At least I did. So masterclass acting right there. Carney B, well done. I have seen this movie numerous times and I still teared up when I rewatched it. Cause I just felt bad for her. I was like, you're so heartbroken. Like, don't trust men. This is what he's taught you. All right. Well, I guess I'm a stone cold bitch. Cause I was like watching this going, oh, that sucks. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> well, that's the thing. This was all before the actual intro. Can you imagine like all of that packed right before like the intro where they have a montage of him just kind of going through life, conning people and looking cool while he's doing it. And I say cool in air quotes, people, because I know you can't see me doing that. But yeah, I don't really think. Okay, that was crazy. Like we finally reached our opening song number or whatever and our big introduction. That It took us like 20 minutes. It was like a cold 20 minute open and it took us so long to get there. And I did, I did kind of mildly enjoy this song, though, now that we see what Runver Singh's character is all about. He, like, walks through life, and he has all these disguises. And I'm going to be real with you. I got a lot of Doom 2 vibes, and I have no idea if anyone agrees with me on this, but I'm correct, because it's true. <laughs> he just dresses up and cons people and leaves. I think you're the only ah! one here that has those vibes, but we appreciate it all the same. So once that intro is over, we meet our uh, second, I don't want to say victim, but I guess survivor of his cons, however you want to say it. Um, we meet Raina, who is a strong businesswoman. So she's uh, assigned by her boss to find an original Hussein painting to be unveiled for their next launch, um, which is in three days. So of course, you know, her boss is a major jerk for making her find this and, and demand this for their launch with such mm -hmm. a short time frame. The real villain is capitalism, I'm telling you. Like the boss. <laughs> the real, yeah, the real version of his villain is capitalism and unreasonable leadership yeah. demands. But um, so, you know, fortune, I guess, smiles upon her because she meets Devin, who is opening an art gallery coincidentally, and he has a Hussein painting for display. So she contacts Devin's boss um, and they make a deal to buy it for 60 lakhs. And so you think, wow. Everything's great. She found this painting in short notice. She's all set. No worries. And of course, um, her boss is super happy with it, displays it at the opening and gets an angry call from the original owner who says it's a mm -hmm. fake. I feel like we really got to mention that we were shown a shot of Ranveer Singh's character dressed up as a janitor, hmm, like Ritha Grushin did in Doom 2. And he happened to overhear this successful businesswoman needing a Hussein painting in three days. Yeah, and then from there, he somehow forged one. Either he did it himself or he commissioned someone to forge a Hussein painting overnight because literally the next day it is here, it's ready. If you haven't seen the movie, it's a giant painting. It's huge. It's not something small that you could easily do in like a couple hours. This would take weeks of effort. So I don't know how he got it done. I mean, you know, we don't have to worry about the details because we never have to worry about the details when it comes to Bollywood movies. Let's just assume that he's got this skillful aptitude to conjure up really good replicas of famous paintings or he's a skilled forager, whatever it is, he's got it. And um, it's not good enough, though, at least um, since the original owner finds out about it and says it's a fake. Um, 
So Reyna has to go on the news and publicly humiliate herself and say that she was conned by Devin and that she's going to get to the bottom of this. And it's really not her fault. But of course, her reputation has been besmirched. Mm -hmm. if you I don't really think that's really a diss on the fake painting. Like, I don't think the painting was so bad that the original owner just knew. It was more like, huh, you say you have the painting, but I'm looking at the painting in my presence. The, the, the fake looked really good. Like, I, I don't think anyone would have been able to tell if it wasn't publicly unveiled. That's a good point. You know, that, that very well might be true. I guess, coincidentally, they were able to figure it out that it was a fake. So, uh, poor Reyna. So she does have to have that duty of kind of being thrown under the bus. And um, she later, from the, from the news story that hits, gets a call from Dimple and Syrah, who is another woman who ends up getting conned, being conned by, by Renvir Singh's character, who happens to be a really soft-spoken, modest widower, a very, very sweet woman that lost 10 lakhs um, after offering him a clothing job with an advance. You know, this was a guy who really just charmed her and was very, very kind to her and noticed her. And I'm sure she was in that spot where she never really felt noticed by anyone and really took advantage of her. And she lost this much money from her family. And I guess her and Dimple decide, yeah, we, we have to band together somehow. And they all plan on getting their money back uh, and decide, you know, if enough's enough, we got to catch this guy. Because the cops can't do anything for some reason. Honestly, Reyna, for such a smart woman, is such a dumb <laughs> bitch. Who puts their phone on national television just for anyone to call? You're, this girl's going to be crank call all day, all night. People are not going to leave her alone because she said she was humiliated and, like, people were talking about it for a long time. And I'm pretty sure, like, people would definitely be crank calling her. So the fact that she only got two calls, both legit, was shocking to me. I was like, Raina, don't ever do this. Point of clarification, what, did she actually post her number or was it like they were calling the station and they had somehow managed to get her number since she was featured in that segment? They got her number through that, but like the station's giving out her number and they would probably, I don't know privacy laws in India, but I'm guessing they would only do it if she said, go ahead and do it. Mm, okay. Because that means anyone could call the station and get her phone number. Okay, I also thought that was bananas. But, like, I also kind of just, she seemed like a very smart lady. I don't know. Maybe she set up, like, a, a Google voice number, you know? Or you can set up, like, Google screenings. So all of your calls go through a screening. And I know that because I work at a phone oh. bank and people do that. And I'm like, oh, this is a screening service. Never mind. Like, I don't know. Maybe she did. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Because... Two people called her out of all of the women that he's ever conned. Two people called, and now the Avengers have been assembled. So I'm going to chalk this up to details that we'll never, uh, or questions we'll never get the answers to, but uh, it's good that we're raising them anyway. So yeah, they all decide to team up, get their money back. And to do so, they need to pick a bait, I guess. When you're, when you're forming a con, you have a bait, right? Or if there's another term for that, con women and men out there, please let me know. Um, so yeah, their bait essentially is going to be this really talented saleswoman named Ishika Patel played by Anushka Sharma. Ishika is a modern young woman in, in Delhi who is very great at her job. And in the introduction song to showcase her character, they really, it, it paints a very glamorous life of her that we don't see transitioning into reality. Does anyone want to speak Oh, to you that? know I want to speak to that, Varsha. This was probably my favorite moment of the entire movie. They have this entire song introduction for Anushka Sharma's character where she's like, oh my gosh, I'm a free spirit and I follow my passion. And it's like low-key manic pixie dream girl vibes. Like she's just like colorful, dancing in the street. And then the second after the song ends, we immediately transition to her working in a retail position, which is so funny to me. This was peak comedy. This is the best part of the movie for me. I can see. I mean, like, here's the thing. I think we all have like this fantasy persona that we want to be or this lifestyle we want to live. But in reality, it's very different from that truth. So I kind of sympathize. Maybe she really does see herself as this free spirited person who can tackle anything and who can do anything. But the fact that she has to work a mundane sales job is, you know, I mean, you got to pay the bills. You got to, you got to get your rent somehow. So um, I personally think like in terms of Bollywood, if you look at it, um, they really like to like promote movies through songs, right? 
So I think this might have been used as a promotional song. Mm -hmm. And they had to stick it somewhere in the movie. But they also had to go along with the plot line of how she is such a con woman. And that's how she got into this whole, like, jack of trades, I guess. But you can't really fit that song anywhere else in the movie if you really think about it. My favorite thing from your response is they had to stick it somewhere in the movie. I feel like that's used a lot in Hollywood. Like, we've got this thing. We've just got to find some place to keep it in the movie. Where are we going to keep it? Even though it may not make entire sense, but that's fine. We'll just that's why songs, yeah, that's why songs don't progress the plot anymore. They're like, we got to stick it in there somewhere. I also want to, what is it, Rohini, we were talking about working in retail and you were like, yeah, she worked retail. She's probably dead inside if we're being honest. Oh, 100%. She is dead inside. Like, that girl's like, just give me my money and wait. <laughs> and I don't think she's a con woman. I think other people are just dumb. She just talks up a product and goes like, I think this would be useful. You have to learn how to say no. This is what she's just teaching people. Say no, I don't want this. Dimple bought what, a five in one vegetable peeler? I was like, Dimple, you've never set foot in the kitchen. You're so dumb. Go return that. <laughs> I personally think, um, I don't think she's really good at her job. I think she's just desperate because in retail, and you're in sales, you work for commission most of the time, right? Mm -hmm. So the in order to make money, you have to sell shit. So I don't think she's really that great. Well, she she is good at her job, I'm not going to say, but I wouldn't say that she's like necessarily like a con woman. She's just probably trying to make her money and keep it moving at the end of the day. And that's why she agreed to the whole whole thing, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I think after a lot of talking, they she finally decides, you know what, they're offering me more than my annual <laughs> salary to do something that's essentially natural to me, which is to sell an idea or sell something to this person. Um, and of course, all the girls are, when she asks a very valid question, when she's like, what if he's a psycho rapist? What if he's a creep or some serial killer or something? Dimple's response is, he's really nice. Like, he didn't take advantage of any of us besides, you know, swindling out of our money, but it's fine. The bar is literally on the ground. I almost pulled my hair out when she said that. I was like, yeah, let's ignore the emotional abuse. Let's ignore, let's ignore like the emotional trauma. You're out like thousands of, like, what? He didn't sexually assault you? That's the bar? Oh my god, love yourself. She brings this up multiple times in the movie. So we're going to be talking about this a lot in case you were wondering. But it's just every time they're like, I don't think he's that great. She's like, but you know, he didn't sexually assault me. He didn't take advantage. And I'm just like, you dug a six foot grave underneath this bar. I think they sprinkle it in there personally just to make sure the audience is reminded over and over again. So every time one of us has a thought that, hey, this guy is clearly not a nice guy, we're reminded, no, no, he is because <laughs> he never physically assaulted any of these women. So we're all set there. To be honest, though, out of all three of these girls, um, Dimple seems like seems like she's the most unemployed <laughs> out of all of them. So she probably really dedicated her entire time just to... <laughs> be with this guy and obviously he crushed her feelings so i feel like to, in her mind it's like after devoting herself to him like obviously she saw a good side to him that she'd really want to you know she like wants to keep you know kind of keep a hold of you know what i'm saying like rather than let him go yeah to be fair i think she's also from a very sheltered um upbringing and her parents kind of like love and support like shower her with so much affection and material possessions and things to the point where she doesn't feel a need to be you know independent and self-sufficient and really struggle so i can kind of see where the fact that she's not getting something that she's you know if she's getting everything she wants and this is the first time she's not getting something that it could just be a weird thing but this is all psychological and i don't want to get too i'm much also just going to note that this movie came out 2011 uh that being said i don't i don't think this would have flown for me even in 2011. Like, I think Dimple's parents really should have focused on consent and boundaries with her, but that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, Dimple's parents just, they let her do whatever she really wants, where she got her dad arrested because she's so in love with this guy, essentially. I'm not victim blaming, but like at the same time, I'm like, Dimple, like, come on. Um, so her dad got arrested. The family's like, they're 
family name has been tarnished essentially. And they're sitting there at the dinner table. She's like, I'm gonna go fly out to I think Goa. I don't I Goa? Mumbai. Was it Arena? No, it, it was she flew to Mumbai first. Um, but either way, wherever she flew to, it she got to Goa later. Um she was like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. And her parents were like, You're not allowed to go. Her dad's like putting his foot down. He's like, No, I was in jail, <laughs> you can't do this. And then she's like, Okay, fine, and then storms off to the dinner table and goes upstairs. And her mom essentially looks at her dad and her dad goes like, so do you want to fly business class or not? And that's it. That was it. That was her punishment. There was nothing else. Yeah. To also note though, this was all under the guise of her just going on a trip with her friends. And she, whenever like her father says like, why am I going to fund this for you? You lost me so much money. She throws back an, uh, a mistake that he made to business wise where he also got swindled. And if I ever did that oh. to my parents, where I threw back one of their mistakes to them, I would not be here today. So I, I have a feeling that she really plays fast and loose with the, the whole parent-child relationship. Yeah, the audacity. Oh my gosh. I was like, you're relatable for sneaking out against your immigrant parents' wish. I'm sorry, your Asian parent wishes. But this, the backtalk? Ooh, we could never. Yes, the backtalk can sometimes be a fate worse than death. Yeah, so Dimple got the money, all right? Like, she's she's going on the trip. Yeah, they all yeah. meet up in Goa. Um, and I guess the no, first- No, they're not in Goa yet. Action, they're not in Goa yet. Right, that's yeah. right. They haven't officially flown to Goa yet. I'm talking a little too fast for myself. Really what, what happens is they have to find a way to trace the con man, Ranveer's phone. Um, and I think they do that by, like, combing through his phone's vo voicemail to see- I mean, maybe Rohini can speak to this because I don't know technically understand how this all kind of goes on. Yeah, so it's either his voicemail or like something else. I'm pretty sure it was his voicemail though. They never specified, but essentially he uses the line from Bazigar. And so how they trace him is one, Syrah hands the IT dude that they have just a glass of Born Vita and he gets Incredible. working. And amazing. He's amazing. And like, he just start looking through everyone who's downloaded the Bazigar voicemail, which doesn't make sense because it's very easy to come up with your own voicemail like that. Like you could just literally record it from your phone or you could illegally record it from online because it's not hard and it's really hard to trace. So the fact that he found this, I refuse to believe that Ranveer Singh's character is legally <laughs> buying these voicemails when he just does cons for it's a true. living. It's true. It's so unrealistic. Like, you know how many people pirate music? This was that was probably the most unrealistic part of the plot for me. I'm like, there's no way he didn't like use some sort of India version of LimeWire to get his little Bazigar clip, which also that is our first Shadow Khan reference in the movie. Let's just keep tally of that. Second reference showed up because one of his Oh yeah, you're right. Was Rahul Khanna. Rahul Khanna from Kuchko Chota Hai. Shout out. That's two. That's an ingenious alias though, if you think about it. I mean, that's just great. I love that. Yeah, so I guess from there, they're able to trace it to Goa. And that's how they know that they're going to go to Goa to, to find this guy, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> so we now reach the point where Ishika's role, I guess, in all of this is she's, she's pretending to be the daughter of a very wealthy hotel, hotel chain owner who wants to build a restaurant in Goa for her own, like for her as her own business, just kind of establishing her own right as a businesswoman. And she wants to do it by winning her father's approval. So her father gives her like a, a set amount of, of money saying, you know, you can't go beyond this, but if you can manage to get a restaurant, get it stood up and working with my budget, then like, I'll be impressed. So she goes there and takes it on as a challenge. And I guess this is kind of them playing to Ranveer's character and his, his, his aspirations of finding his next, con right he wants to find somebody he's a little bit vulnerable but a little bit like spirited and and find a way especially if they have deep pockets and ishika clearly has that portrayal down pat it makes me to think like about two things um one like how is he already not like preoccupied conning someone else and then two um she was placed like so strategically but what made them think that he would actually like not like that he would actually be interested you know what i'm saying like how would you know that this is the person that he would want to con well, next? first i mean hey maybe runveer's maybe runveer's character needed some time off you don't know maybe he needed a vacation i don't know people take time off from work since he professionally cons people 
and he lives in Goa. Yeah, it's like a permanent vacation place, which, by the way, I just get really excited when people go to Goa in Indian movies. It's such a party location. Also, shout out, because in our last episode, Bride and Prejudice, they also go to Goa, and Ashanti is there, and she sings their special icon song. And I think it's a missed opportunity to not bring Ashanti in this movie, since Ashanti was in John Tucker Must Die. I don't know. Missed opportunity. I think Ashanti should just be a given in every <laughs> Goa scene, in every Bollywood movie. Like she should just be a staple. Like everyone just knows that she's there. After Akon did Chamak Cholo, we don't uh, need Ashanti. That is my stance. You're either with me or against I me. Not, I will it. not stand for this Ashanti slander. Akon did it better. Well, anyway, we're in Goa and they're parting it up. And also, they had so much fun objectifying the shit out of Ranveer Singh. Like, oh my God, I am concerned that they didn't let him drink a drop of water on the set of this movie. Like, he walks out of the water and all these women are like staring at him. And I'm, I'm also thinking low key, same. But also, his, his muscle me. definition was ridiculous. He looked like Captain America coming out of the experiment thing in the first movie. And Haley Atwood would like have to touch his abs. Like he was dehydrated AF. That's how you get that muscle definition. In movie. No water. So Alicia, would you say you're charmed by- That was my one moment I related to Dimple <laughs> because Dimple almost fell out of the lifeguard tower going that body and same. But he really did that for us. He really did not drink any water for us. Personally, I think a good amount of people watching that scene or that whole that whole segment were were short circuited for a moment. I was. I'm not gonna lie. I will be honest about it. It took me a minute to catch up Ooh. to my surroundings, but I got there. You know, we we all got there, so it's okay. It's fine. There's no shame in it. Just fan yourself a it little. Was, Just fan yourself. That's it. Make sure the fans going on. You got the AC. It running. was so it's much. Fine. I'm like, we've come such a long way from having Shao Khan wear mesh shirts and putting him in water. Like they were just like, no, you will be muscled, defined. You will, <laughs> you will be severely dehydrated, and you will come out of the ocean, and we will stare at you. I can't help. I can't help but think of like Tiger Shroff, like in any movie that he's in, because he's always on Don't. display like that. Don't. Don't. <laughs> We're stopping now. Let's move forward. We're not talking about Tiger Shroff. We're not going to get into that, apparently. No. So really strongly about that actor. So no. we'll save that for fine. later episodes. We can talk can about the rude. shenanigans that these three unprofessional women get up to while they're trying to con a professional con man. Like, can we talk about how they, how the three of them are not wearing any disguises when they are spying on Runbeer's character. They're just like wearing very large hats or like a shawl or like giant sunglasses. And they're just openly staring at him. And of course, like uh, Ishika and, and Ranveer, they kind of uh, get together. Wait, okay, backtrack for a quick second, guys. What is Ranveer's uh, name when he introduces himself to Ishika? Is it Diego? Is it Vikram? I think it's Vikram. Vikram? Vikram? That sounds Vikram. right. I want, to say, I want to say Vikram. If it's not, I, I apologize. Diego was one of his other aliases. It's Vikram. Gotcha. Okay, it is Vikram then. So yeah, he introduces himself as Vikram. Um, they, they get together, they become fast friends, and they decide to become business partners. So ultimately, they have this massive yacht party because that's how they can invite people to invest in their business. Apparently, that's just a given in the world of richness. Um, Vikram buys Ishika a bunch of like jewelry and dresses and all this stuff that I think totals up to like 15 lakhs or something like that. I mean, he spends a lot of money on her. Yeah, and all of that is actually a fake because the girls spend all night and the rest of the day before just cleaning the jewelry, buying whatever the cheapest stuff they could and making the clothes and everything. Mm -hmm. This was the logistics I I was talking about. I was like, cool, I understand how they're pulling off this con. We see the work. I want Ranveer's backstory for that. How did you pull off those cons? Yeah, I don't think we'll ever know the answer to that. We just assume that he's a master con man. I'd love to get a look into his childhood and see like what caused him to con. I don't. (laughs) Is there like one event in his traumatic past that caused this whole like professional career of his? Telling you with every single con that he does, I want a detailed (laughs) backstory because I really want to know like what goes into this, like the thought process, like what made him this way and like how he's even like how he even thinks of like how does like con that his next like person and stuff like that too. Because it's like, how do you pull it off to that extent where you're able to match every single person, like what they would be attracted to? Well, there's definitely a wealth of information. He probably cons what, like 30 something women, I think is the the total that we 32. 
Sorry. Okay. Yeah. 32. So that's a lot. That's a lot of uh, backstories that we, we wish we could get details on. I just want to know, like, who's his distributor? That's it. Like, but who was supplying him? I don't know. They seem like they yeah. work very fast. Yeah. So yeah, they spend the night partying, uh, falling in love with each other, uh, not so subtly. And Vikram slash Ranveer Singh, I'm going to always do that because that's what I think. <laughs> they, he drops off Ishika back to her hotel room and he overhears the plot for that's being schemed by the three other women and, and Ishika goes in on it. And the look on his face is betrayal and sadness and also a little bit of intrigue, I'm sure, because I bet this is the first time anyone's ever tried to, to catch him or con him, we can assume. So yeah, he, he plays along. Sorry, sorry no, I just thought, it took them. It took him this long to figure out that they were trying to con him. He is a professional creep, and these women, literally, the second he leaves, they're like, "Okay, let's talk about our plot really loudly in this hotel room with open windows." I'm like, "Are you joking?" Like, he is a professional creep who does serial killer level research on the people that he preys on. Like, there's no way he wouldn't have found him. that. Just that didn't track for me. Yeah, remember, he's a good man though. Because again, no physical altercations, but it's fine. So there wouldn't be any blind rage or anything personally i would think if a con man found out he was being conned he would probably fly into a fit of rage burst in and say what the hell's going on you guys can't do this and find some way to like murder <laughs> them yeah much something much more nefarious but he does not do that he ends up playing along and proposes to ishika because they're both obviously in love with each other even though they've only been together for a week or a couple days i don't know he tells Ishika the truth though which I was like <laughs> why but our, like Dimple at one point was like he's genuinely in love with her I think which I was like Dimple that's <laughs> us but okay <laughs> yeah he's like I'm a con man I'm doing this because I want to get all your father's money blah 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 like I'm not who you think I am and then he proposes which I was like power move I want to trust Dimple's <laughs> opinion because she couldn't even tell if she was in love with her first of all so she was still right because who, why would you, I still don't get it. Why would you say, this is what I am doing. I'm trying to con you and then propose. Like, who does that? This is like Jed level from The Bachelorette, where he's like, I joined this show because I wanted to jumpstart my music career. And then he proposed and she said, yes. I was like, the similarity. Right. I'm still trying to see like, how, like, what did she do that made him fall in love with her for real though? Because like. There's nothing that appealed that there's nothing that was extraordinary that was like appealing to me in terms of like what she did compared to like what the other girls did. Like what made her hey, so different? Those two were the only two people that were highly sexualized in this movie. They physically had to fall in love. Like that's how the movie works. I don't make the rules. But also not to bring up Doom 2 again, but also he pulls very similar nonsense in Doom 2 with the woman that's conning him. Well, I think it actually started because when he first buys her the drink, when they first officially meet, he uses like someone else's credit card and she calls him out on it and goes like, how could you do that? That's super shitty. And then pays for her own drink. I think that's like what started it off where he was like, oh, okay, I'm interested. And then the more they talked, the more he was like, oh, she's not that bad. And then when he found out, he was like, how do I salvage all of this? Because I think he was starting very, I don't think he was starting, but he was kind of starting to like her. Not love her, like her. So in, in essence, he just ended up falling for a normal woman who has a moral conscious and compass. That's basically what we're saying here. Essentially, yeah. Okay. There's nothing right. special about her. Well, hey, she follows her passions and she lives her dream. He got the vibes from her song from earlier. But also, can we just also note that when the three women were very poorly spying on him in his giant glass house, they note they comment on how lonely he is. Like he's he does seem like a very lonely dude. I don't feel bad for him, but he does seem very lonely. And I think that definitely played into this. Yeah, maybe he thought that he could marry Ishika and they could con together and have little con <laughs> children and have a conning family like apparatus set up where they just move from place to place and con and con as much as they'd like. Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Exactly. <laughs> con each other. At the end of the day, like it's the three girls that were the con woman, if anything, though. They were the master plan, like the master schemers, I guess. So what did Ishika really do? I'm still lost. She played hard to get. Yeah, well, that's the thing, though, ultimately. Just like John so, Tucker must die. Yes, exactly. And, and I mean, 
the girls just say like, okay, this clearly can't happen. They can't be in love with with each other. They have to, they got to get their plan. They got to get, you know, their money back. So they enact revenge by having him buy her a plot of land under her name and running off with the money after because they just think it's going to burn him the most and he's going to feel so betrayed. So this plot of land that they wanted him to buy, they had it like checked out and by like some people who sells plots of land. I don't know what they're called, but he estimated the value to be 90 lakhs, which is what all three of them put together had lost for the con anyways. So that's they get back and so they're like oh okay like this is how we get our money back and that's why they're perfectly fine with it because they're like however much we've spent however much we've done this is how we get our money back and then we can redeem like our name or whatever exactly yeah so he ends up buying the plot for 90 lakhs and but the girls actually discovered that or the women that discovered the, the land is worth three lakhs i believe so not a great investment on that front they uh, argue and blame ishika for it and saying that you know she was in on it she decided to turn around and con them instead of him. And she just gets so fed up and removes herself and says, like, I can't do this anymore and leaves, sadly. And she says, I can't believe you guys don't trust me. I am an <laughs> honest woman. And I'm like, you're an honest con woman. What does because that mean? Morals. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes sense, too, because also, like I said, I love Syrah. And Syrah's like, they find out that the land is estimated at three lakhs because when they go to the land to go see the area and everything, a bunch of trucks come in, they start putting like dirt on the ground. They ask why. And they're like, oh, because the water rises, like this is a really shitty area. And they're like, no, we own this. It was 90 lakhs. And they're like, no, you got ripped off. It was three. And so Anushka's character, Ishika is there. And they're like, and Syrah brings up the point of if she knew this was a con and she was getting money out of it, why would she be standing here with us? (laughs) She had the one brain cell. It's usually Raina that has it. Yeah, yeah. Well, she inherently sees the good in people. I feel like she has that disposition as opposed to the other the other women. So yeah, they um they ended up going back to their their place and they find Vikram slash Sunny slash Diego slash Ranbir Singh slash whatever his God. Rahul Khanna slash any other <laughs> aliases he may have used. And he just kind of goes on this long speech and says, "I'm sorry. Here's your money back. I'm not gonna con anyone again." Which ultimately feels like to me at least the biggest cop-out ever because what about those other women who got conned and what about consequences of committing illegal fraudulent activities and like jail time and answering to the authorities and none of that happens because as long as he gave the money back and swears he's never going to do it again that's enough apparently god this is really just like the biggest divergence from john tucker must die and ladies versus ricky ball like listen john tucker must die was a bunch of fun high school shenanigans played with dirty little secrets by all American rejects. Like it was just like shenanigans uh-huh. and he grows and he like, he's like, oh, I won't cheat on women again or I'll be honest about it. Character growth. This dude straight up committed crimes. Like he's a straight felon and he's like, oh, I won't do it anymore. No, I cannot believe they tried to have the audience sympathize with this sociopath. Yeah, I just, one, you always, every time you bring up John Tucker Must Die, you forget about Just the Girl. And it is, it's how not could that you I forget, forget it? That song? I just think that Dirty song. Little Secrets is more iconic. No, no, no. Just the Girl is the most iconic song there ever is. And I know I said I liked Ladies vs. Ricky Bell's soundtrack, but compared to John Tucker Must Die, John Tucker You're Must right. Die wins. You're right, and you should say it. it. It doesn't hold a candle to Just the Girl or Dirty Little Secrets. We will agree that the John Tucker Must Die soundtrack they is slap. superior. Slaps so hard. Because it has a medley of like famous teen pop songs that we all love. Uh, but again, they just bring <laughs> so, up the fact that he doesn't take advantage of Dimple at the club. Like they're just like, this is what we're hanging on to. He didn't sexually assault Dimple. He's a great guy and he gave us our money back. Like you, Varsha, you mentioned he conned like 30 other women. He is a sociopath mm-hmm. and he ruined all these lives and they're just like oh but he's in love now the love of the right woman changed his nature no he learned nothing i mean there have been psychological like studies and evidence shown that people who are con men or women in their profession they can't just stop conning like it's ingrained within their psyche to keep going it's like a, it's like a, a drug essentially they're addicted to it so I, I don't buy this whole like stance that I'm just going to quit conning because I found true love that just doesn't add up to me. And I think it also speaks to how low the bar is of what a good <laughs> man is considered in 
you know, and it's, it's sad to say, but like in India, because it's just, if as long as there's no rape or physical altercation or assault or anything, we're good and we're, we're fine with this and we can tell the audience it's okay. So I guess that speech is powerful enough for the women to feel bad. They realize that Ishika and Vikram slash Sunny slash Diego slash Ranveer Singh are truly in love with each other. That's two people, by the way. I know listeners might get confused, but that really is two people. So they get them together by, I guess, breaking into the superstore that Ishika works at. It's like there's security cameras and, and yeah, somehow CTVs. CTVs, yeah. And somehow yeah. informing um, Ranveer Singh that like, Anushka Sharma is like going to be there and she's all dressed up in a Santa costume and she's passing out flyers. And he ends up saying, which like, I guess he proposes again. And, and she asks for his true name, which ends up being Ricky Bell. <laughs> and she laughs like, it's not that bad of a name. is it? I don't know. This ending just made me just, uh, it was, it was not a great ending. Like he's just like, Ishika Patel will you like I love you and she's like that's not even my name like these two people are essentially strangers to each other she's like my name is Ishika Desai and he's like Ishika Desai I love you no you don't know her she doesn't know you y'all were conning each other I hmm I just I didn't care for that at all I did not like it at all either I was just like please learn to love yourself all of you to every single woman in here Reina and Syrah like yeah they're great but still, I was like, learn to love yourself because you deserve better. Don't trust random people on the street. Don't fall for the first person. Just because he doesn't sexually assault you, Dimple, doesn't mean that he's great. Also, he harassed her at her place of work. Like, no, she's like she's at her shitty retail job, all right? Let her be. I like to think that, you know, Dimple, Raina, and Syrah end up being this little group cohort and they end up being really good friends, practically sisters. And as Dimple grows up, she can rely on Raina and Sarah saying, hey, guy, does he seem good or bad? Can you teach me how to spot the good ones from the bad ones? What types of like personality traits and behavior should I be on the lookout for? So I'd like to think that in this world, they help her uh, kind of get a bit of maturity and, and uh, realism into this mix. But I don't trust any of them. I don't trust any of them. Also, can we talk about how the final song of the movie is just the lyrics literally just say like, con women, con men. What? Did we not watch the same movie? (laughs) No, that was not the I just whatever. It was they undid all the goodwill I had from Ranveer saying dehydrating himself for us. Wait, is that what that (laughs) song means? (laughs) Really? I was like, damn, this is kind of like a catchy song, but then nope. I, was, <laughs> I didn't understand. That's what, what they were saying, because I had subtitles on. With EDM, you just learn to love the music and not listen to the lyrics. I mean, I guess we're at the end. This is, this is Ladies vs. Ricky Bell. Should we, should we go around and review it? Or does anyone have any last minute thoughts or points they'd like to make or feelings? This is a safe space. <laughs> I guess we should. I encourage us to be honest. I mean, I guess we should just, uh, let's just get the rating out of the way. Um, one through 10, on a scale of one to 10, like, I don't know. What do we all think of it? Ramya, why don't you go first? I feel like you had a lot of opinions. I'd probably give it a, like a nine, nine and a half, because it definitely kept me entertained. There are a lot of loopholes, but it definitely kept me entertained. I think I'm sitting here in shock. I didn't think you would give it that high, but. I definitely, oh. I didn't hate it though. That's the thing. It kept me like on my toes. Like I, fa- I was falling for him. So <laughs> Loki throughout the movie, I was like, dang, he's really getting my strings right now. So I'll definitely give it a good rating. All right. Rohini, what did you think? I'm going to give this a 6.5. That's generous. I think from you. Very maybe, generous. Maybe, should I give this six? Six, six of five Again, none of us are judging any one of us on our ratings. We are entitled and encouraged I mean, to give our own. I thought you liked the songs. I thought you felt very moved by them. Yeah, okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> IT does not work that fast. You cannot get voicemails that quickly and know who did it. You cannot create a web page that people can look at and know everything about overnight. You can't forge, like, what was that paint? The Hussein painting over like that it thing was, was like giant. Size of a wall. It does not work. You see Anushka Sharma doing a butterfly stroke and supposed to be sexy. That is the ugliest swimming stroke there is. I refuse to believe this movie. 
Wow. Why don't you tell that to Karishma Kapoor in Dil To Pagal Hai? Because that's what she does in there too. And guess who he does not end up with? Yikes. <laughs> oh, man. It's all falling it's together now. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't hold anything back, Rahini. Um, Alicia, what did you think about You know, that? I... Yeah, I... I also am struggling between like a six, maybe like a 5.5. No, actually, no. I I think I'm going to say a solid six because I was entertained and Ranveer and Anushka are nice to look at. And I'm convinced that Ranveer Ranveer just didn't drink anything throughout the entire filming. And I want to, you know what? He did that for us. I'll give him some points for that. And the songs weren't terrible. I just didn't really care for them that much. Like they weren't bad songs. I just... EDM is not my favorite genre, so I didn't. And again, like the bar was so low for Runveer's character. That was my biggest. That was my biggest issue. He was he was awful. He was a fuckboy. That's my one f bomb for the episode. He was a fuckboy, and he sucked. You know what? I'm gonna piggyback off of that, but I am gonna be a little harsher. And I can't believe I will have the lowest rating for this because I normally thought I'd be one of the highest. Um, I'm gonna give this a five, like a strong five. I don't. There were a lot of issues I had with it. Was it entertaining? Yes. But it's just, there's so much to unpack. And I, I, I feel like I felt that the director and everyone else who like, or even the people who wrote the, the script just really didn't think much of us as an audience. Like they really thought we were so stupid and so blind to the misogyny and, and some of the questionable moral and social dilemmas that are happening in this movie that we would just gloss over it because occasionally one of the characters would say it's okay you know he's a really nice guy all of this stuff and it's just it's a very dangerous combination and I think it happens more and more thankfully in recent years I feel like well since this movie's in 2011 I feel like now it's it's a bit more difficult to get away with that type of crap I think we're a little bit better off for it but yeah I, I give this a five I would agree with that I also definitely I definitely think that um, a lot of brown guys that watch this movie definitely idolized Runbeer's character. Like, it inevitably happened, and I can't deal with that. I I idolized Runbeer's abs. That's it. That's the only, that's it. That's it. Well, I like his face. He's, he's got a really nice face, actually. With respect to physique, I will give a 10 out of 10 for the movie for both, like, Anushka and Runbeer. For everyone, everyone did a great job in that department. I think it was great. I feel like I don't want to give points to that because I don't want to encourage unhealthy body image and unrealistic body types. Like, like they were definitely dehydrated. That's how you get that body type. But I wanted to just give them points just for them being willing to do that for us as an audience. But I'm not giving Bollywood any points for that. They need to stop that. It's gross. I don't like it. And, and Hollywood. Hollywood. For sure, Hollywood. I, yeah, I personally think we're going to run into those issues again in our third episode and future episodes. Uh, but I think this wraps up the second. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this episode. Thank you, of course, mm-hmm. to the three of you lovely ladies for chatting to you about Ladies from Ricky Bell. Always a pleasure to do that. Um, if anyone has any suggestions about our next podcast or any issues or anything they want to, any feedback in general, I think we have a Twitter up and running, don't we, Rohini? Be sure to tweet us at the bad adaptations on Twitter. Also, viewers, um, yeah. I say viewers, listeners, if anyone has actually been to Goa, hit us up. Let us know if it was really like the movies. We want to know all about your Goa trip. Was Ashanti there? Please like, tell me if Ashanti happening? was there. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. I think Ashanti could do really well in Goa. She just needs to stay there. Like I said, she can't show her face after Akon. <laughs> Didn't she not eat the food too? Weren't you the one who told me this? She She didn't eat it because she was scared of getting like food poisoning or something. Ashanti has a lot of faith in the Indian people, clearly. So thanks again for tuning in, and uh, we'll we hope to hear you guys again, or hope you guys tune in for next week or next episode. I should say whenever whenever that happens. Yeah. Thanks everyone. Thanks guys. Bye. Thanks for listening, and thank you to Preeti Kesavan for creating our intro music, and thank you to Laura Lowe for our podcast art. You can find Laura at Laura's Does Art. That's L.A.U.R.A. Does Art on Instagram. 